Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls. This is the Comics Pals Weekly Show where we review comics. All four of us are here today. We've got Marco. What's up? Kale. What's up, hot dogs? Tyler. Dip, 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 dip. Wow. And of course, <laughs> I'm Sean. Um, we've got four books on tap. We're going to be talking about Immoral X-Men number two. Hellcat number one. Oh, you got Love the variant cover. that I liked. Yeah. Nice. Because yeah, that, that, that A cover was shit. Yeah, this is the cover where uh, she's looking at herself in the mirror. Hellcat is. And uh, she's looking at a very a very Hellcat-ish uh, image in the mirror. Is that, uh, that's how, that's is how that I a... view Thirst Trap Instagram stories. <laughs> you mean, is that a Momoko variant? It is, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. that's good. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. We've got Superman Lost number one, oh, and we it. have yes, and Star Trek Defiant. Don't ask about this cover; it's the blank cover. I didn't mean to get this. Who did you know that one? Uh, <laughs> TBD. Me. That's the that's the inside cover, which is. Do you, do you not like better. blank covers, Sean? What would I like it for? Well, you can get somebody like to just do art on it. When do I ever do that? Uh, well. <laughs> hmm. Well, all right. Oh, Sean, maybe, maybe I'll buy that off you. I don't know. That yeah, I was going to say, can one of us have that? <laughs> you yeah, can, I'll take you it. Can have be, it. Uh... You have to buy it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Marco, okay. just let us know with it, with more than a week's notice when you're going to the UK again so you can give it a go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that'll never happen. Yeah. We'll never have that much notice about anything Marco's doing. Um, Before we get into the reviews, real quick, I want to let you guys know how you can find and support the show, of course, all over the internet. We are the Comics Pals. Hit us up on social media, including TikTok. Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Uh, got a little viral there. So uh, it, it's blasting. So, uh, yeah, we can uh, hit over a thousand on there, too. We the double double thousand week. Woo! Yeah. We're not yes. I thought we weren't celebrating. Who's celebrating? There's no celebrating. Oh, here. OK. It's it's just not stating celebrating. facts. Yeah. We, we hit a thousand on YouTube as well, which we're all very excited about and happy about. We will definitely be talking more about that on the main show this Saturday, which you can listen to live on Twitch and YouTube at 10.15 a.m. Eastern this Saturday. This show's live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern if you want to listen to us spoil your comics for you. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> guys, guys, I got big news, though. Okay. Snake of Talents in the chat. And he Word, I saw that. Wow. He yeah, dude. If you if you can wow. catch up on comics, I think anyone can. That's probably not true because I'm like years behind on certain. <laughs> Sean, am I allowed to post your 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 pile online? Nope. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's right next to his shrine, so you'll never get a, a chance. To it see is like one. corpse size. Right. Sean has a very a very carefully crafted image, and if you post that boy, that image will shatter. Much like the table his comics are sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> that table is on its last leg. Patreon.com slash the comics pals to buy me a new table. Uh, for as little as $3 a month, you can't afford a table, but you can afford, Kale. This Apple iPad charger. Ooh. You probably can't. No, those things are usually 20 bucks. Whoa, yeah. check that out. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Lied to the people. Can't get that at the uh, at in the, the US, the, the, the cost. Well, in the US, but at the, the cost of whatever we're charging for our Patreon, all right. Wonderful $3. plug. Um, 
boy. You can uh, uh, boo, Sean. Boo. <laughs> Remember how we talked about that on Saturday? I completely forgot. Yeah, it's okay. Um, you get access to our newsletters. You get access to voting in the book clubs. Uh, our exclusive show over there, Palling Around. We've got a lot of stuff on offer over on our Patreon page. For everything else at the Comics Pals. Let's get into it. Immoral X-Men number two. This is uh, Kieran Gillen on the words as ever. We've got uh, Andrea DeVito on art. What the Jim, fuck does that mean, Sean? On, I mean, is he not the writer of Immortal X-Men? I, I guess. Ever. I guess your tone, it was like, as ever, you know, like. No, no tone, no tone, man. No tone. Uh, Jim. Shower Lampidus on colors, Clayton Cowles on the letters as ever. <laughs> well, that now that one will give you. Yeah, that that's it. Uh, you got to give me both. Karen Gillen's written every issue of this damn comic book. <laughs> uh, so this is this is uh, this is the year one hundred of Immoral X Men, and things have changed. I guess uh, we have Hope, who is who is. Somehow now sort of robotic, I guess. Uh, like she's Papa. had some some parts replaced. Um, but uh, she's, you know, everybody's still sinisterized. Everybody's still plotting. Everybody's still got their, their plans and schemes within schemes. I half enjoyed this issue. You mm. half? Yeah. Yeah, I half enjoyed it. Much like Hope I'll, is half a, a robot? Uh, yeah, something we'll like that. Cyborg. Uh, I I really like the Rasputin parts a lot because this is this is sort of the 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 uh, like origin the, uh... debut of Rasputin. Even though you know this is not the this is not the origin of the Rasputin that we would see later in Powers, at least as far as we know, right? Because this is not that life. So this isn't that one to one Rasputin, uh... um, but it is a Rasputin. It's the idea of that Rasputin. And I like her. Is this the one that's the lover of the Russian queen? Huh? Or or is this the one that has his penis still jarred and on exhibit? Massive. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, nope. Um nope. It's like, we're in we're in Kale and Tyler no corner salad. again. <laughs> All right. So you know what? Someone else talk. I also appreciated that. Uh, that beat because for a second up until you said that that this isn't that timeline i hadn't realized that that wasn't the same rasputin and i enjoyed i'm like oh cool we get to see this this felt like uh i he's he's looking back at what had happened mm -hmm. uh in house of powers and it paid off here to some degree um and i guess regardless it still kind of feels that way but yeah i had fun with with that part the the intro um i think just getting to see this hope and I'm not as familiar with Hope as a character, so getting to see these different kinds of uh, characterizations feels a little weird. Because in Immortal X-Men, she's a bit more like whimsical and kind of apathetic. Here, she just feels kind of evil, and um, I'm not sure where that's supposed to stand on certain things. But uh, otherwise, I think uh, I think for some of the other issues that he's put out, Gillen did an okay job. It's still wordy, but I was able to get through it. There are certain moments in other issues of his where I kind of 
just start to get, you know, sleepy eyed. But um, I think for the most part, he did a pretty good job. For me, I've figured it out. Um, he figured it out. Figured it out. Figured this whole sense sinister out. And it was easy. All I had to do was stop caring. <laughs> what does that mean? Now that I don't care about the, the overall implications of this for the grand Krakoa scheme of X-Men lore, it's pretty fun. Like, like I'm just viewing it for these. I, I like how it's introducing characters that are standalone to this event. Because, like, like, like the most recent issue of um, Nightcrawlers. Uh, these characters now have their own stakes because it's self-contained now. I, like it's like this hope. Yeah, it's not my hope. I don't give a shit. She can be you know a scene chewy mustache twirling lady cyborg. Um, and like the, even the Exodus is uh his characterization in this is like all right, well sure I guess. Um, well, well his characterization tied into um like Judgment Day where his whole like. He got like a big ego and everybody started following him. So I thought that kind of paid off to some degree as well. I'm like, oh, that was kind of neat. His whole thing, though, was like hope is like his God. So like, mm. but I guess this is an ultimate, you know, version of him. Um, but uh, a, a corrupted version. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like how the inverse is now happening with, you know, our sinister or what we think is our, our sinister. Did Did one of us mention that like where you saw this going was like sinister's face turn i feel like was it you sean yes i had a whole theory about that how he created a hell of his own making and now he's gonna realize how wrong he's been and become an actual ally to the x-men he's gonna yeah yeah Yeah. and i think i think i feel like i cited some stuff that backed that up pretty hard uh yeah this was good it was good I would say it's half. It was half enjoyable. Which half? The Sinister or the Hope? Weirdly, the Sinister. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I expected. It's kind of turning around on me. The Hope was the bad part. It was the part that I don't like. The chatty Sinister bullshit. Yeah, I'm with that. and And also... You know, I feel the opposite of Tyler in the sense that, you know, every single one of these issues is having to introduce, you know, new characters, new wrinkles in the personalities of characters that we already know. And then because it's the future, of course, Kieran Gillen can't help himself but to, you know, create like these random like fusions of names like, oh, this is a this is a you know, a hope bomb or this is a, this is a, that like everything is something. And it's like, all right, dude, like, it's just, you know, come on. There's only so many pages here. Can we get the, can we get the cuteness done with already? So we can tell some story here. Um, The first, you know, I feel like half of the book is all these concepts and things that are being introduced that are going to be irrelevant in a few issues. Why am I, why am I doing this? Yep. You know? Um, it's just it's a weird waste of time. But then the other side of it is like, hey, yeah, the sinister um aspects, okay. Yeah, let's 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 dive in more of more into that. The you know, the actual character development that matters. That that said though, the uh, sinister lady, uh awful. 
Not yes. a mother superior. Absolutely thing, terrible. Right? Yeah. Mo- oh, no, terrible. mother superior is that's that's a Poet and Canberra thing. Uh, mother righteous. Mother righteous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that page in the book or whatever. That was annoying. Awful. <laughs> awful. I hated it because it just looked bad, like the design of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is just, you took a script font. You know, yeah. like if you're going to do it, yeah. have someone, you know, have someone do some calligraphy or something, you know. What What was the point of this? I was just about to say that. Like this was two two wasted pages. Oh, this interaction between the two? Well, no, that specific image of what was in the book. I'm assuming Karen this Gillen isn't even going to, like, it's not even probably going to play out into the next issue, probably, because we're going to go jump into like a thousand next. So yeah. why is this relevant? But but really though, does anyone understand this page? Like, what was what was the point of the page? The point is, it's Kieran Gillen, and I read Die, and I know he likes doing this shit. <laughs> like well, in terms of the actual story, though, I don't think there is a point. They explain it right afterwards. So, I think it was yeah meant to just list out those people. Like if you haven't if you haven't read maybe the immortal stuff or whatever has been going on since since this has started this is to try to catch you up in like a page where you have your four um i guess your four sinisters but it's not necessary because then yeah then they talk about it in the page right after who's also who's buying number two of a book that's three issues long only without any context it's kind of weird right but i I don't i don't want to bag on this fully because i did think that there was some genuine good stuff we talked about you know, sinister, and he, he's kind of having a change of heart. Um, he introduces the Quiet Council to uh, Rasputin, and he explains, you know, that she's this five chimera, which means that there's five different mutant, you know, powers, mutant DNAs inside of her, uh, making her what she is. And he talks about what an achievement this is, how hard it was to accomplish, but how this is the apex. Like this, it doesn't go any further than this the technology doesn't allow him to do more than this. Um, and so the council essentially, you know, to, they don't tell him, but like they come to the conclusion that, oh crap. Yeah. His usefulness is, is over. That's it. And you kind of feel sympathetic for him. And then there's the moment with Rasputin where he, you know, spoilers um, gives her, her autonomy, um, which I really, really, really liked. That I thought cool. that was cool. My nice. gut is that at the end of this, Sinister, this version of Sinister, I guess is face turned Sinister, will become our main continuity Sinister. And one of two things happen. He either uses that knowledge of how to make chimeras and that comes into it and then we get Rasputin in the main universe or Rasputin joins him somehow. Like I feel like that bringing this character back is for a reason. Like I feel like they're, they're going to continue with Rasputin after this. Also, she's just fucking cool looking. Yeah, yeah. Is this? Let's say that plays out. Did we need all this to get that <laughs> character? Well, I don't think that's why we're doing this, right? But yeah. but let, let's say that plays out because I I think I think that's where it's heading. Where we are, we're gonna get this version thrown back into whatever the timeline gets reset, mm-hmm. thrown back into Krakoa, our, our current Krakoa, wherever this kind of. Uh, split off before he kills off the the rest of the council um 
and then he's just going to be like, oh, actually, I've I've changed my mind. I'm I'm going to now with, with a full heart join you guys versus be this. I, I'm only functional, and I know that I'm only functional, and so I'm going to try to play an angle. Hmm. Well, I think I think the fact that um, I think the fact that he removes her diamond is showing us that this is the only person he feels he can he need, he needs the only person he can trust is someone who's not him at this <laughs> point um which i i thought was pretty funny um and interesting i i'm not sure if we're going to get her in in you know mainline you know Krakoa after this i'm not i'm not sure just give me her as a marvel legend i'll be okay with that I'm surprised that hasn't happened. Right? We just got Chasm, you know? Like, I don't know. That's the first Marvel legend I'm going to go out and deliberately buy. I love Rasputin. Uh, Not ever, but in a really long time. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, this was was my pick of the week, but it's not because this was a stellar week. I actually thought this was a pretty rough week. What? Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, We'll have a conversation then. In general or out of the four? Out of the four. Okay. The art was good, by the way. Um, mm. I think. Um, I like the art. Yeah. Yeah. DeVito did a good job. I really, really, really think the design of Rasputin is a home run. And every time that she's on the page, it's just like, wow, this character looks fantastic. And DeVito lives up to the design every bit as much as they did in, in Powers of X. So. Also, is her yeah. being a telekinetic a new a new thing that we didn't even know? Like, I don't remember her having that that power. I don't remember if it was ever expressed. I guess, yeah, she didn't really do much in Hawk's box. She was, yeah, more dressing. Yeah, right. Uh, pull pass. Pull it for this, I guess, story. Like, if it, if this is going to play into something, uh, then pull it. You want that continuity. I'm going to pull it. Uh, just if I'm basing it off on this one issue, I'm going to pull this issue. As a whole, the event has been le- leaving me wanting, but I enjoyed this issue for what it is. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Pass. Okay. I yeah. like the I like the issue, but finding corn in poop is still corn in poop. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Just because it's a second harvest doesn't mean you have to enjoy it. <laughs> Love second harvest. Harvest moon. It's hard to disagree with that. It really is. Um, I I don't know why I'm pulling it. I mean, it's my pick of the week, so I guess I have to, right? No. No. You don't have to. I, Sorry. I've had several, I've had several of those. Right now. Jeez, come on, dude. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's talk about hellcat let's talk about whether or not this book is good or bad Ooh. oh hey i have no off. familiarity with hellcat this shit was fire i love this yeah i had I re- so I much fun really enjoyed this me too okay so the format is i introduce the book and then say who created it sorry <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, no, sorry. the format is you start the book and the I format interrupt. is you stop talking and i say <laughs> that this was written by christopher cantwell huh Drawn by Alex Linz, with colors by KJ Diaz, and letters by Ariana Mayer. Um, 
now that I have said that, Marco, if you would like to expound, feel free. My man said, let's talk about whether this book is good or not. Oh, but wait, after I say this other thing. But you guys didn't get the bit where the book is literally, she says, am I good or am I bad? Nope. For a book you loved so much. Nope. You guys are uh, not paying attention. Not at all. <laughs> That's nope. all I was doing. I will say. Not an I will say. To chat. I will say. Christopher Cantwell. Christopher Cantwell. Mm. Right. And you know what? I thought that of that joke earlier too. <laughs> oh, that's not good then. <laughs> that's a bad sign. We listen to the same podcast. Um, I yeah, I, I like this a lot. Um, I am a big Patsy Walker fan. I will read any book Patsy Walker is in. Um, and as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, Marco would fucking love this character. Yo, I, I'm, I'm right. I knew it. Knew it. This is uh, uh, Betty from Archie uh, yes. as a superhero. And like her whole history, like she, like Patsy Walker was Marvel's answer to Archie, to Riverdale and Archie and Archie comics. And then they decided those don't work anymore. So they made her a superhero. Um, like that's her publication history. And I love how that publication history is yep. in her lore as a character. Yeah. Um, and this, like the way Cantwell was writing her in his Iron Man run was great. Great run. Pretty much underrated Iron Man run. It was fantastic. Um, and he's continuing that story here with this. Uh, it's her dealing with, you know, the mystical element, which has kind of always followed her around, even like when she was like on Avengers and shit, which is weird because she's almost like antithetical to that. Um, yeah, that's in it. Sleepwalker is in it. I love Sleepwalker. Uh, See, I've, I've never known her to have the mystical element. Yeah, That was a yeah. whole new thing that I really vibed with. She was married to Damon Hellstrom, I believe, at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of her exes have either been demons or it, it follows her. It's like, you Hot. know, like when you got a, Marco, you know, when you have like yep. a red flag and you just you can't help but like, you know, get with Let's people that it. have that red Let's flag, whether it. you realize it or not. Sure. That's her with demon men. It, I, and you know what? It, it popped up in the book. I was like, all yeah. right, get it, girl. Like, yeah. that was cool. And that demon uh, stuffed animal that's in it. That's in the the Cantwell run environment. So, oh, that was a stuffed animal. I thought it was just a rabbit. Oh, no, that's a that's a demon stuffed animal. Yeah. Yo, okay. Yeah, um, you you keep saying things, and I keep going. I need to read this. Yeah, I think you I think you love it. It's a lot of the a lot of the things you like. The potential for slice of life um, made me the most interesting. I think what made it the most interesting to me, uh, especially when they go into that backstory, and I'm like, oh, this is this felt like the publication took it and evolved the character. And I know we're not talking about the issue necessarily, but um, like, I, I think introducing this as uh, the character being conflicted with her own personality. Um, Cause I'm assuming she transforms into a Hellcat, like into like this demon thing. And so is struggling with the fact as to whether or not she murdered her boyfriend at uh, her boyfriend. And um, that off ba- uh, like off rip, Great premise. I immediately got sucked into the story. And uh, as it progressed, and as you get this sort of mystery kind of brewing in the background, um, it just had me hooked the whole way through. And the art, phenomenal. Like loose, cartoony. Yeah. Uh, I had a blast. Uh, I really like the art. Uh, that's Alex Lenz on art, who I'm not familiar with. But yeah, I was into it. That that one splash page where uh, Sleepwalker is coming out of, you know, his host's body. I think his name is Rick. Uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. Loved it. All right, Sean, let's hear it. I see those faces. Those faces were entirely unrelated to the book. uh, Oh, you're reading Matt's comment on Twitch, probably. It wasn't Matt's comment. Um, But uh, (laughs) 
yeah, I I didn't like this comic book. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't care who Patsy Walker is, and I felt like like I definitely see what it is that attracted you guys to this. Like it totally makes sense, and I don't think that there was anything like bad here. I just I just could not bring myself to feel anything about this um i think that if you have a lot of familiarity with her like tyler seems to or if you're into you know something that's way 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 low to the ground um and just a tremendous amount of character work and i think that this can be for you but you got to care about the character and and I, not only do i not but this didn't do anything to make me care really yeah what what about like like what about it didn't uh like where did it not i i don't care about her ex i don't care who killed her uh i or who killed him rather um you know i i it was all so connected to her and her life and she's clearly a, a disaster but i have no context for her being a disaster so i just don't care hmm. um yeah, it just it just didn't it didn't grab me. Hmm. Fair, okay. Uh, Marco, whatever I'd recommend, uh, Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat. It was uh, by Kate Leth and Brittany Williams. It's literally oh, yeah. a slice of life. That'll be the slice of life. Yeah. Heard good things. Yeah. Um. There was one. There's one like transition where they're going from the police station into like this old timey comic and then back into like real life and the page gets split in half. I think mm -hmm. uh, Linz does really good stuff with panels here. Very, very good progression. A lot of just, uh, th there's some that on the page aren't straight or just continually slanted. It's really dynamic. Um, man, through and through, I love, this was my book of the week. Yeah, me too. Uh, same. Yeah. Same. Oh, really? Yeah. No oh, shit. Okay. Kale. I recommend an Iron Man run. If you can get, you know, if you can check that out in this time you have to read books, that's not for the between, show. <laughs> between, between this and uh, Star Trek, I actually really enjoyed um, Cantwell this time. Yeah. So I think yeah. I'm, I, I'm not a, uh, oh, I've got, I've got things to talk about with Star Trek. Oh, me too. Don't, me too. Uh, but, um, but I'm not really an Iron Man fan. It's very hit or miss for me. So, do you like Frogman? I love yeah, the Yeah, I do. <laughs> Damn. He's in it. it. Right. Is so there is more Misty magic? Knight. Like, is there more magic stuff related to her in in that or in other stuff, Tyler? A lot of the classic runs of like like nineties uh, Avengers stuff is when that comes in, I believe. Um, she was around a bit during initiative, uh, kind of was on the back burner for a bit. Um, I'll find some stuff for you, Mark. We don't need to talk about it. I'll find it. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I was going to read Christopher Cantwell's Iron Man and cause I bought like, uh, pro I probably bought like the first half of the run before I realized that I wasn't going to get to it. Um, but I was going to read it, but then after reading this, these books this week, this double whammy, I'm like, holy shit, I'm definitely not doing that no. because this dude is not writing the kind of comics that I want to read. Wow. Spoilers for my thoughts on Star Trek. <laughs> Fair. Um, Fair. We'll get to it. Um, is yeah. it 
is it do you think it's the the character focus i mean i love you know character work i just didn't care about hellcat and i think that um or yeah (laughs) and i actually really love Worf. you'd be surprised i have all the all the characters in the star trek book we're gonna talk about i had toys of i used to watch star trek all the time but this particular star trek uh anyways um yeah i don't know like i can't explain what it is that i couldn't buy with this with this issue but i felt like he had all the time in the world to sell me on who she is and why I should care. And I, I just found that I didn't um, maybe, I, but I don't think it would have been better if it was another character. I just mm-hmm. don't, I just don't think Cantwell's writing is jiving with me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the day. I don't know. Um, But I will, I will pass because I think you have to be a certain kind of, to me, I think you have to be a certain kind of reader um, to want this because it feels extremely like, like you guys are saying, like Riverdale, like, oh, what if the characters from Riverdale grew up and they sucked and they, you know, had demons and monsters and they drank too much and they got arrested. And, you know, I'm sure that that works for a lot of people. Well, that's just Riverdale. You just described that's not oh. even this comic. That's that's River. That's current Riverdale. <laughs> that's not Archie. Yeah, so Sean, she belongs there. Sean, I'm going to make one recommendation for Cantwell. OK, his Dr. Doom run. With and I know this is gonna turn you off even more. Salvador Larocca. Oh, no, 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 no! I like Larocca. Okay. It's fantastic. It's real good Doom shit. Um, okay, who's the oh, Doom shit? Who's the who's the random D list character in that book that that you like it so much, Tyler? <laughs> well, Kang. Honestly, it's a Kang Doctor Doom story. Okay, but who's the random D list character in the book? Come on. <laughs> I, I, th- I don't think there is. I think the only D-list is Doom. How is Doom D-list? What are you it's saying? Capital, capital D. Got that big Doom. D-list. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, th- so this was everybody's pick of the, pick of the week, right? Yeah. Not for me. All right. So obviously, Paul. Um, is this, is, are you compelled enough to follow this story beyond the first issue? Alone, I... if if we don't review it again. I'm compelled to not only follow this, but I'm going back to read stuff. I'll I, uh, the most I'll give you, given my reading habits, is I'll at least pick up the trade. Marco, do you have unlimited? If I, if I remember, uh, Comicsology unlimited. Then no, you don't have the Marvel. Okay. Well, I'm sure there's something that pops up there. Well, whatever, I can see. Uh, oh, there might be. Yeah, some of the older stuff actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry. To answer Matt's question, have I ever read Criminal Arc based on Archie? I probably have, if it was not one of the more recent criminals. But um, I I pretty much read them all. I think so. Probably. Uh, I just want to gush on one page because I thought this was really well done. God damn it! Oh, this sucks. Can't see shit. All yeah. this, and I'm trying to move the show forward. And you right, can't even show the page. Yeah, Marco. It's never yes. worked. I know. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I try to put the brightness down. I try to do different things. Marco, it just... here, here's the solution. If you really want, if you have oh. a page that sticks with you, let me know. I will screenshot it on my iPad and I will add it as a slide. All right. Ugh. Man, sometimes I feel lost during this show, which is cool because that means I relate to Superman. Superman lost Christopher Priest. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I know you can't fucking help yourself, Tyler. Go ahead. That's the go lost ahead. font, right? Yes. Okay. Do they have the rights for that? I guess it's probably just like Arial bold or whatever. God, you're obnoxious. I'm trying to introduce <laughs> the creative team, and you interrupted me to say that. I wagged my finger. I was letting you go. You interrupted Dude, yourself. You don't have to wag your finger. That's crazy. I just want to say who worked on the book only. That's all I want to do. Please. Unless you want to do it. We got Christopher Priest, Carlo Pagulayan on art, uh, Jason Paz on inks, and Jeremy Cox on colors. Now, this whole comic book is... Basically based on the premise that Superman's going to be lost for 20 years. And uh, everything else is there. That's how I felt about this. But what do you mean? In the sense that Superman gets lost, right? And that's the that's the big sort of moment of this comic. And... Everything else is stuff I feel like we've seen countless times. Justice League on a you know pretty pedestrian mission, a conversation between Clark and Lois in the kitchen where you know they're they're they have some sexual tension, but you know they're you know whatever like all that stuff stuff felt so generic, and it was like in the way of the premise that I came for. That's actually compelling and different and fresh. This mm. suffered that thing that I complain with image issues a lot. It sets up a whole bunch. And at the end, it gives you just like a sliver of the next thing in the hopes that you'll keep going. But it's not enough. It doesn't do enough to get you there. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mm, I, I disagree. I, I think... Like even if they hadn't had him lost, like I don't want to follow around the other characters and be like, oh, Superman's lost, and it's like a three issue thing of where is Superman? I I I want to see him deal with these ramifications and like emotionally play this out. And that's so that's, exactly what we're saying didn't and, happen. The think about what we actually got. Most of the book is the Justice League, uh. Uh, mission and Superman and Lois standing around. I'm saying Literally. this sliver worked for me. We didn't we didn't need that whole Justice League mission to set up why Superman was lost. Oh, I had fun. We with needed that. we needed to get into the well, thing. That's the thing. I, Priest I, I loves like that. with with uh, his Justice League. When he wrote Justice League, his his Justice League book was all about them responding to real life situations like global crises and it was never really big supervillain stuff it was like oh well how does the justice league respond to i don't know um sex trafficking in africa you know like like that shit's happening what are they doing um so seeing this i was like oh yeah I, this reminds me of when priest is writing justice league i i enjoyed that part too mark i'm like all right them putting themselves above countries really and saying hey we're gonna fix this before things get bad to make sure nobody knows that uh, a world war three almost started well, I, I like it as like it plays out. You get to see them interact. You get to see yeah, yeah. like that they're they're a team and then there's like a casualty amongst that. And and then they're about to go let Lois know they're all out doing searches and figuring stuff out. And then it's like, oh, wait, something has happened. Like like there's a, a very 
like pump the brakes moment what just happened to superman we're all yeah. trying to figure that out we just thought this thing happened i, I for me that I, I think it worked very very well i, I really been, go ahead. sorry i think it could have been shorter mm. oh that's that's priest for you mm. yeah i i agree especially because we've seen 50 million justice league missions um you know i don't i don't think it's always a good decision to have because i do think the premise is interesting right like superman's been gone for 20 years like what the hell happened to him you know that's that's dynamic um you know for five dollars like you can't you cannot give me another run-of-the-mill justice league story and say hey the thing you really want to see is going to happen next issue you know i don't think that any creative team gets the luxury to do that unless your first issue is so hot for some reason. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that defines this for me as like, wow, you know, I can't wait to see the premise play out, but this was a banger. Um, in fact, you know, I read the, the preview for this issue. Uh, it was in the, one of the super, the Superman anniversary issue that they had. I think, um, I don't remember which one it was, but there was a preview in this uh, or for this rather that showed uh, probably like, uh, I don't know, seven pages of the of the uh, issue or something like that. And I felt like those pages that they showed could have been the whole comic. That's all I needed. It was this book that was actually in it. Like, yes, okay. yes, it was pre uh, preview pages from this comic book. I remember nothing from it. So I have Swiss cheese yeah. brain, but. The whole conversation, I think it was the whole conversation with uh, Lois, Clark, and Bruce was in there. I mean, what is that 20 years was, of Superman, though? That stuff was riveting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Superman I looking out stuff. the window like me looking into my fridge every night. Just. <laughs> like when, when he first uh appears on the page you know and we know that like he's something's wrong because he's just standing and staring into the into Blank space stare. that was genuinely like weird like yeah it's like off off-putting we've never really seen superman look like that he looks like he just saw a ghost how is his suit perfectly fine though that that's a good question i mean 20 years to sew it back together i guess <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's true. Maybe he picked, he picked up a, a t tailor tree. That's not a word. Tailoring. He picked up tailoring. That's a wow profession. Um, Sean, ten issues. Is it? Is this in continuity? I don't know. This is gonna be ten issues. Yeah, I just, it's one of ten. Yeah. Holy shit! I thought it was gonna be like a three. So I'm, that's why I'm okay with this sort of slower opening. If it's ten issues, I'm like, oh, well, plenty of time to get to the you know the juicy the bits. Meat, man. See. That feels like a lie. Yeah, me and Sean. <laughs> I don't know. Daunting. That is way too much. <laughs> oh my god, that's come on. All the more reason, like let's let's Ted. You want me to? You want to hook me on for ten issues with this? If if, if it was three issues, I would have said, you know what? All right, fifteen bucks. Sure. I want to see what happens next. But I know that the next issue is not going to be – it's not going to it, – it's still going to be more carrot or or rather more um more stick. Like it's still going to be trying to keep me going along, and I don't want that. I want to get into the meat of this because it is interesting. I'm not – you know, it, it is a very interesting um, premise. 
but I don't, I don't know. I mean, from the, from the last page, it looks like we're just going to get right into it of where he got teleported to. And it's probably going to be just encompassing his entire 20 years of life at that point, like five years per whatever. Right. But why couldn't that be page? I don't know. Six. Well, if it's a 10 issue series at that point, this is the, like the opener and it's going to get bookended by this opening plus something closing and the intermittent eight issues are going to be his adventures. Right. I understand that. I know how books work. Then I'm that's saying then I'm, that's why I'm saying it, it, but, is, it is functional. I'm saying it's, it's purely functional. But I'm saying it's functioning badly. I'm, I, I'm disagreeing. Cut the I, fat I think, I think is what it I'm works. I, I, think, I think it works. I think that slow opening and that slower close probably is going to work. It's a – I think Priest is like kind of an acquired taste. Like this is how his Deathstroke run was. And imagine this for like 30 issues. Um. With Deathstroke instead of the Justice League. Um. Well, the, and the thing is, like, you know, he writes it with uh, chemistry. All these characters have a lot of chemistry between each other, and they, the voices are all genuinely really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's all the same thing we've seen over and over again. Yeah. Um, I and, and again, it's like, Christopher Priest, super talented, 100%. Kale points out, I think, correctly that the Justice League uh, interplay is very good. Um, And I like that. I like that. That, But it's just, it just, like, I don't know. I'm not going to belabor the point. I am curious as to where Superman has gone um, and what happened to him. I'm wondering how... How dramatic can it be that he's affected by it? 20 years is a long time. 20 years is a very long time. I'm curious as to how dramatic this is going to be and what he will experience. So maybe, I don't know. I can't see myself buying all 10. That's how I feel right now. I can't see myself investing in 10. This is a pass for me. This this would have been my pick of the week if it hadn't been for Hellcat. Oh, good. I don't know if that's good. I'm on the same page with you, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think melding. I don't think I can. I don't think I can pull a book that I know I'm not going to finish. Huh. Mm. Like I just I just know I'm not going to I'm not going to come back all for all ten. You heard it here first, folks. Sean won't pull it unless he knows he's going to finish. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's kind of a waste of time, no? Something, yeah, yeah something to that. You don't yeah. want to get the the burn. Uh, Snake of Talons <laughs> says, uh, honestly, I really like this as a first issue. Maybe that's because I had no idea what it was going to be, so the setup worked. It, my brother couldn't get through it, though. So, very polarizing, uh, polarizing book. <laughs> I mean, I'm just waiting for him to uh, meet the Dharma Initiative. Uh, that's going to happen, right? I don't think that's the fun. <laughs> I don't think it is getting to see it now. I don't think it is. Um, I like this. Yeah, this is this is a pull for me. You know what? I'm going to 10 issues, though. <laughs> no wonder they, they just they don't put of whatever at books anymore. Uh, once I see that on the cover, I'm like, oh, boy. Well, the price point, like, yeah, I get sticker shock from seeing that. Just don't tell me. I'm glad they did. I would have been. I would have been like, "How long is this going to go on for?" You can. <laughs> you could sell me on a twelve man. You could sell me on a fifty issue. You could say one of fifty, 
and I'll buy it if that first issue's hot. If 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 that first issue tells me that 50 issues from now, I'm going to be like, yo, I am so glad that I came back for this. Great. But you got to you got to tell me that in issue one. It's a contract. It's it's a contract. Yep. That's yep. what issue one is. And this for me, this did not fulfill the contract. Can I just say, Ogulion, real yes. good stuff. Yeah. yeah. This is I clean. don't know. What? No? Really? The emotions uh, that he portrays uh, with Clark and even Bruce um, and, and his facial work and his, his acting uh, was tremendous. If I never have to see Lois Lane with rollers in her hair, <laughs> it will be too soon. You like that? That was so random. What year is it? What do you? Yeah, what? I don't think I don't think she's doing that. Yeah, no. I I think based on the art alone, I felt like, oh, this is like some eighties, nineties shit. So I like this kind of checks out. It w- Am I good? I was gonna say I hope those are the same rollers that like Clark used when he had the mullet. <laughs> Am I insane or did she did she have her rollers in, take them out to have sex, and then keep them out? I don't think even worse, I don't think they had sex. Yeah, I don't think so. Because the, the deal was they would if they could both stop thinking about what they were thinking about. But oh. they didn't. So she just took her role. Okay, all right. He was getting the foreplay uh, ready, and you know, and then they're like, "Yeah, work calls." I get, I get, I, I clocked that too, and I, I didn't, uh, I didn't get it. I yeah, I'm just, I, I don't know how rollers work though. So I, I feel like that's not me. how rollers work, but I, don't, I'm, I've never had them in my yep. head, so I don't know. <laughs> really? I grew up with women that use rollers, but I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. The last time I, I think I've seen more drag women in rollers than I have. Uh, actual in, in, in yeah, 2023 okay i thought you were gonna say the last time you had rollers in your hair uh, i have had them in my hair once yeah for real rollers uh-huh. yeah, yeah yeah way back when like 90s yeah can you explain that the 90s you were like a child i was curious yeah yeah i was curious you know, like you try on your mom's shoes and pantyhose and you put rollers in and then no, are you trying to admit something here? Like, are you? What is <laughs> well, happening? What's not normal like, thing? What's happening? Mother's shoes. That's where his feet stuff comes from. We get it. I'm it's not saying. I didn't timing. say anything was abnormal. You want me to sit I on the just, couch? I mean, you want to? You want to just... break this down? <laughs> <laughs> um, Atomic Hound does ask something. Or he says he says this feels like it should have been a prestige plus trim the size at 64 pages for each issue. Do you think maybe if this had been formatted yes. differently? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 100. percent mm, Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I would, if, if this were, ha- if, if they, if it said one of five and it was a more prestige format, then to be honest, I thought it was, I, I thought this was going to be like a, one of those bigger prestige black label books. Mm. Of course, I, I didn't know, you know, for sure, but I just had that in my mind. And so maybe that was my mistake, but I was disappointed as soon as I saw the book and saw that it was like, you know, a shorter a shorter thing but uh it it was longer wasn't it 34 pages no. it is yeah it 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 if was it's it 26 not? 26 okay yeah well mm. that's 
It's just a regular size. Yeah. Um. Isn't standard twenty these days? Twenty three. I don't. I don't think it is twenty three. Twenty two to twenty. Yeah, it would have to yeah. be twenty twenty two. I thought it was six. What are we talking about? <laughs> Unreal. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to Star Trek Defiant. This is uh, issue issue one by Christopher Cantwell with art by Angel Umzueta and colors by Marissa Luis with letters by Clayton Cowles. A double dip of both creators today. Yep. We read a Star Trek not too long ago, and I think that was by uh, was that not by the the writer duo um, Lansing and Kelly? Yeah, Kelly, Colin Kelly. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And that I thought was pretty good. I have not followed up with that book, but I did think that was pretty good. Um, I feel like everything that that book did well, this book whiffed on. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I felt like this book couldn't, it couldn't make for me, it could not make the interplay between characters feel interesting or dynamic mm. or dramatic at all. I I felt like it was it was robots talking. Um, and I just I couldn't dredge up a care. The, the 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 whatever it is that they're so worried about that Worf is so concerned with never felt like it had any ounce of reality to it or or that it was something so pressing. Everybody said that it was a big deal, but because they don't seem to be that bothered outside of their words and we don't really see anything that bad, it yeah. felt it was all talk. That was my problem with this book. Is and it's my problem with Star Trek comics. Is that show is ninety percent people looking at a, ostensibly a wall with cool paintings on it and saying science jargon. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just is like you can't divorce that from the show. It, it, it was that for budget reasons. Like that's why you had and, most of the show is a uh, uh, one shot actor, second shot and actor, and they're doing shit. And that's fine. Yeah, I, listen. I'm I my favorite shows are guys in styrofoam costumes. Like that's that's not the yeah. part I'm critiquing. I love that. I'm saying that does not translate yep. to a comic book. Like you have got yeah. to put action in this comic book. You need We're to talking do- about a blood cult with a a a, a forsaken uh a cloned god. Why didn't we fucking see that? Are you kidding yeah. me? Apparently we see it in Star Trek issue 5, which I didn't read yet. So Kale, what what you just said, Kale, of a, a a cloned god and a blood cult, the way you worded that was so. I was like, "Where's that?" Like yeah. that was that sounded so much cooler. Like if they would have just said those words in sequence at any time, yeah, I would have been into it. But everybody was droning. Everybody was droning. So you have you have the most action oriented character in the entire series. And all he does is walk around his spaceship and talk. Nope. They also, I mean, yes, Worf is probably the most action-oriented Star Trek character. But he's also very 
verbose. Um, Absolutely. And so is but- Spock. And they had those two together, and it was just like, <laughs> oh, whoa, they're talking too much. I don't care about Spock at what? all. I'm sorry. I don't. Not a fan? I, I don't understand why he's here. Yeah. It seemed very coincidental. It's like, it, it seemed like, all right, we need to check off a character from each series. We it's get uh, Spock from the original. We got Worf. Uh, they get uh, Bolana Torres, who just shows up. Uh, I didn't even know she was in this book. Uh, Ensign yeah. Rowe was showing up, apparently, on the cover. Uh, and then lore as well. So it's like, all right, well, you checked off all your series there. Yeah. And then, you know, look, I, I'm actually a fan of Unzueta going way back yeah. um, on the, the well, some Star Wars stuff that he had done um, when the line had for was relatively new. I don't know if Poe Dameron Vader or okay, Poe. Um, and I'm a, I'm a fan of Unzueta. I do not think that Unzueta's art style lends itself to a comic book where people are standing around talking. Yeah. So he doesn't bring out the emotion of them. And it's like, yeah, uh, this is not the this is not the venue. Comics are not the venue for this kind of story, especially if you don't have an artist whose strength is bringing out the emotion of characters. Um, and, and I don't think that's Unzueta's strength. You put Unzueta on a book, where there's going to be some action, that's why he fits on a Star Wars, but maybe not so much a Star Trek. At least not one that's going to start like this. And I even I mean, threw up uh, one of the variants as as the cover this week. It's the Danny Warren Johnson variant. Um, oh, cool! It is a really? static variant, but it has more action and like <laughs> emotion cool in this shit. one thing. It's like yes, that's Worf in one shot they, right there. They they stole a spaceship, and we didn't even see it. It's true. Yeah. I'll read issue five and I'll, I'll get back to you guys. See if that happens there. But Kale, are you, do you have any investment in Alexander as a character? No, I hate Alexander. Who He's the worst. Does? Who cares? He's the worst TV child. I think possibly in TV. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm here for lore. What the fuck is going on with that? Like, I don't give me this, the space forsaken God. Like what? I like, I get, Alexander as the motivation for Worf. That's great. Yeah. Do something. <laughs> I'm going to keep reading this because I have faith in Cantwell, but yeah, it was just like, all right, I understand. I, I can see what part of Star Trek you like, you know? I think the comics need to be more like the, the movies, honestly. The, the Star Trek part. Be, yeah. Be yeah. real. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I, th- I think the the comics need to be more like the movies. There is a um, if you ever go to see Daniel Warren Johnson at a convention, he has a Worf Klingon. Uh, I think it's actually a, uh, a Gowron uh, one shot book Z- that he wrote. Yeah, he, he yeah, wrote right. and drew. Yeah, somebody it's really good. One of us got that. I did. Yeah, did I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, got yeah. It. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think this is the kind of um, this is the kind of first issue where they're really relying on the strength of the IP. Yeah. And I always feel as a fan of IP, like I'm being, um, milked. Yeah. Like not, it's, it's almost like I'm getting less than I should because of the brand. They expect that I'm just going to stick around because I'm such a sucker for, you know, Star Trek or whatever it is. And, I, I mean, there are a lot of people that that's yeah. true for, and I'm not even saying this won't evolve into something good. I, I think that's yeah. entirely possible. Um, but, you know, 
I, I'm more price conscious now when books are, are $5 on like more and more on average, we're seeing that. And I think, you yeah. know, you, you can't get away with this stuff as much. I really, and I, I, Christopher Cantwell, you know, despite what I personally said on this, on this uh, episode today, I do think that Christopher talent or Christopher Cantwell has talent. Um, but I don't think you can do first issues this way. Um, my, yeah, yeah my hope is that he, um, that this is just a, a setup issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a, a ton of setup that wasn't as good as, you know, the original, the other Star Trek book, the flagship Star Trek book. Um, but surely we'll get some good stuff after this. Mm. If, if, if nothing happens in issue two, I'm out. Like you can't, oh, yeah. you can't, you cannot do this again for a second issue. Like something needs to happen. Uh, I'm out from this one. This is not my generation of uh, Star Trek. One? So yeah, uh, I'm passing on this one. How, do you have a generation of Star Trek, Marco? Uh, it's this OG all, or Deep Space Nine. This is all the generation. Yeah, I was going to say. But like, are they going to say the Kelvin verse? I was like, oh no. No, but this is like primarily focusing on Worf, and I just I don't have familiarity with him as as much. He's in both of the series you talked about. <laughs> Sean, what are you giggling at, Sean? <laughs> he comes in like like season seven, oh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He comes in late in the game. Four. Out of nine series. Not four. Yeah, dog. Like is it four? I can't. <laughs> My favorite bit, maybe, is when Marco is just wrong as fuck. And <laughs> doesn't know what he's talking about. And someone other than me hey, says something about it. I love it, too, for the TikTok. Keep doing it, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens every episode, so it's perfect. Uh, pass. This is a this is a an easy pass. I think if you're a Star Trek fan, then you'll probably pop for the various cameos, and you know it's like a multiverse of Star Trek characters now. Um, but as far as the story goes, I think that between at least Tyler and Kill, I would not I would not call myself a a a Star Trek super fan. Um, but for two people who are more interested in it, they didn't find something to attach themselves to so i think from a pure like comics quality standpoint you can get away with not reading this if you're invested in star trek and you need more this will probably be good later and by later i mean from two to from issue two to whenever it's probably going to be good i will say though star trek fans they're used to shit so (laughs) this yeah this is like yeah and 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 uh, like i i don't I don't think this is holy shit. I just think it's Star Trek. Well, like the writing in here is prosaic. There's a lot to it. The problem is it's a lot of writing. Yeah. And that's also that's Star Trek. (laughs) This is very much a that Star Trek book for the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, for for the most part, a bit of a, a. a bit of a a divisive week, I guess we'll say. Um, maybe maybe in my mind, leaning more towards uh, the bad, but I also just didn't enjoy anything this week. Hopefully next week is better. Go ahead, Tyler. 
I was going to ask, do you have a do you have a book on your pile this week that you're going to use as a palate cleanser? Well, I already read uh, Black Cloak number three, which I thought was uh, pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's on my list. Um, yeah. Is that uh, another shorter? Another shorter yes. one? Yeah, we're yeah. back to normal normal size six inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, palace poles. Yeah. Sean, you wanted to check out, and how do you, how do you say this, Sean? Are you a Roz or are you uh, a Raish guy? Raish. Raish. You're a Raish yes. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never, we never pegged you for a racist. <laughs> oh, damn it! He's been working on that joke all oh, day. No, that he one just favorite. came to me. That one just came to me, and I was a little, a little worried about saying it, but I let it go out anyway. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's what, uh, that's what I've read is supposed to be his name, mm. but obviously the movie. The movie made it so that no one will ever believe that because they, they said him... it. That's how, that's how they said it in the uh, the animated series. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Raish. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, this is the Batman One Bad Day. Raish Al Ghul number one. Tom Taylor, Ivan Reese. Um, that's a hot creative team already. Like those mm-hmm. are two people yeah. that are very very talented. So I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. Raish Al Ghul is a character that I love. That I think is underutilized. As far as Batman villains go, a lot of times it's, you know, it's Talia. It's um, it's like a Rachel Ghoul who's driven mad by, you know, uh, the Lazarus Pit. I want a a Rachel Ghoul who is the smart, calculating, you know, chess player. I hope that's what we're gonna get here. I can't think of a Rachel Ghoul story that I have personally seen since Grant Morrison was writing Batman. That's a very very long time ago. I am all the way in on this. Although I will say, I have a hard time believing that it will beat the top tier. What I feel are the top tier one bad days. Clayface and Riddler, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Clayface and well, Clayface and Freeze mm-hmm. are my top two. Did I read Freeze. I don't remember. The, sure, is it the first one? <laughs> no, Riddler first was, one was Riddler. No, Riddler was first. The fact that I can't remember Freeze is probably not a good sign, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the over under on him being shirtless in this issue? Rage? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's got it. He's yeah, I, have, I, yeah, I want a desert sword fight yeah. with yep. two two men with no shirts fighting yep. in the desert with swords. Yes, Great. glistening, out. sweating, glistening in the sun. Sword fighting, absolutely. Yes, that's Get how fight you. Island. That's how you. You, 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 <laughs> you say Fire Island Sorry. or Fight Island? It's a good book. He said. Never mind. Right. What's yeah, next? Right. I thought that was a. Uh, I thought that was a uh, local New York humor by mentioning Fire Island there with two dudes shirtless. But you know, uh, Sean. Actually, no. This was Kale and I, I believe. Yeah, uh, World's Finest number thirteen. Yeah. Is, is it the same reason? Batman. It's the same reason I'm. I'm picking it. It's because Metamorpho. It's gotta be. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, okay. Metamorpho, bro. Yeah. 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 Dan Mora drawing Metamorpho. Uh, sure. Yep. Ooh. You know. You know I'm gonna pick up a book with Metamorpho in it. Come on, underrated man, big time. I love Metamorpho, and Mark Wade's just the guy to bring him yeah. back uh, and do him justice. I wonder if, hmm, because last time he did something, it was Doom Patrol, and what happened with Doom Patrol? They have a new book coming out. Is this hmm. okay, Mark Wade so. like the in World's Finest, like the the testing oh, the, grounds? The, the, the backdoor pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. 100%. Yeah. 
Batman versus Robin spun out of this. Oh, uh, yeah. This was where we started mm. with the whole Nezo or Nezu or whoever that magic villain was. Um, the uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the villain from Kingdom Come. What's his name? Magog. Magog. Yeah. His, yeah. his what appears like his mainline DC origin happens in World's Finest as well. Yeah. Really good. Oh, I mean, the whole, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole series has been fantastic. This book. I'm loving this book. Yeah, um, this is on track to be like maybe twenty three, twenty three's book. I don't know. We'll see. For me, um, and I want to check out Doctor Strange number one. Uh, Jed McKay coming back to uh, Doctor Strange, uh, not Strong J. We're back to Strange. Um, she'll be there. Oh yeah, she'll be there. Uh, and then uh, Pascal Ferry on art, which you know I, I enjoy Pascal Ferry. Uh, I think somewhat divisive. Uh, really? Matt Holling- Hollingsworth and Colors. I feel like, yeah, I mean. Hollingsworth's good. Pascal Ferry's doing the uh, Namor book right now, right? Oh, God, I said Namor. The Namor oh. book right now. Fucking Feige. Um, come on the like show. you might be the racist. Yeah, well. <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> uh, Kale, what the hell is Joe Death and the Graven Image? Great question. I don't know. <laughs> um, All right. It sounds good as shit, though. Um, somewhere between Mignola and a fistful of dollars, this is an adventurous take on the existential hitman. Set against a dreamy western backdrop populated by witches, spirits, ghosts, ghouls, and other monsters, Joe Death explores what it means for Death to undo what he does best. More importantly, what is the cost for salvation? Whoa, that's cool. Oh, it's three fifty. All right, don't need to read this. That's it. Uh, but cool. it's a, a trade coming out. Um, I, just, I happen to see it. Uh, it's something I really like the title. Um, the art on the cover looks really good. It's yeah. this weird, almost adventure, like dark adventure timey character. Um, I think it looks great. Written by uh, Benjamin Shipper. Maybe art oh, yeah, by I think that it's guy as well. Yeah. It's a it, yeah, dark, dark horse book. Uh, looks fun. It feels very over the garden wall by Mignola. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which are two things that sound good. Yep. Um, Marco, oh, big surprise, this one. Marco, Swamp Thing, Green Hell, number three. This uh, series hasn't been great, but you know what? You got to show up for your boy. Got to show up because you got to gotta make, got to let them know that you want more. So showing up to make sure that they know that at least I want more. Something. You want more shit. Marco, did I want you like more Swamp Thing? Whether or not it's as good or not, I'll swallow it. Wait, yeah, what? <laughs> wow. Flip that. A lot of admissions on this episode. Flip that. Show. Big fan of Second Harvest, Marco is. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, did you have like a badass trip one day? Like you made like an oath to like a plant that you thought you were talking to the green, and that's why you can't just not pick a Swamp Thing book when it comes no, out? No, I, I just, I, I want Because the, more the next book you the, picked was also a Swamp this, Thing book. <laughs> no, this is, this is like of like all of their related characters that have uh, green powers. Uh, yeah, yeah, got, green uh, and stuff like that, so. Woodrow, I almost said Woodrow Wilson. What's this guy's name, Doctor? <laughs> Wood, yeah, Woodrow, <laughs> the, the one Green Lantern that is like from a plant planet. Uh, Animal, I'm, vegetable, mineral man's there. I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> If it has Swamp Thing in it, I'm going to pick it up. Can I um, ask why, what What do Wonder Woman and Batman have to do with anything else that's happened? Sales. Stage? <laughs> Unreal. 
What do you Big think? Fan of flowers. What do you think a swamp thing Big book's gonna sell? <laughs> they keep printing them. Jesus Christ! When has there ever been more swamp thing books than the last few years? Well, the movie's supposed the to last come out, few right? months. Last few months. That's true. Yeah. yeah, Marco's right. The movie's coming out. They got us. They got. No, gotta... no, Marco's not right because this whole slate has been Ooh. going on for a long time. That's what I'm making for the the merch side. of Marco was right shirt. Don't make a Marco's right. <laughs> That's, that, that's a, a lie. Bit. We're not just gonna. You can't put lies on the on the shirts. And people it's not buy a lies bit. all the time, huh? People buy lies all the time. That's true. That's yeah. true. But uh... <laughs> it's just, oh damn, man! <laughs> right? We don't want. We don't make do that a shirt. <laughs> we don't want to yeah. lie to our customers. Metaphil. You know? Damn, good pull, Dan. Ouroboros snake likes uh, green hell, so I don't, I don't know. I don't got dislike it. taste too. Yeah, I don't think I don't like it. I will say this. Yeah, um, is it Juan, Juan Gideon on the cover here, Marco? This is a Swamp Thing by him? Yeah. The guy did the uh, DC as dinosaurs things, drastically. Oh, yeah. That stuff was rad. I only yeah. made it to issue two. It's good. What happened? I guess it wasn't rad enough. It wasn't rad enough. Yeah. You weren't a dinosaur kid, though. I don't, you, don't, you don't read Dinosaur oh, Kid I, to me. I was a huge dinosaur kid. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> Archaeologist. <laughs> That, and that enthusiasm sold me on it. I'm like, you know, that track. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. And that's Pals Pulls, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yep. Okay. So thank you guys for listening. We do want to hear from you on what books you're looking forward to next week. One way that you can express that, of course, is through the listener poll, which will be up on Saturday. We will pick four books. Unless you want to suggest one, if you suggest one between now and then, maybe we'll put it on the poll. And uh, you can vote to determine which of those four will make it onto the show to be reviewed by us. This week, the winner was actually Hellcat. Um, So not a winner for me, but it won, you know, it worked on some of the other pals. So is that the, is this the first one you haven't? You know what I realized? Um, It's actually the second one because I forgot about the G.I. Joe book. That we oh, actually yeah, did. that's right. Yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. Um, so yeah, listeners no longer undefeated. <laughs> wow, by my standards. Uh, so yeah, write in with your pick for the listener pick. Otherwise, vote in the poll. Join us next, uh, next. Well, yeah, join us on Saturday, uh, for the main show live at 10 15 a.m. Eastern on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, if you want to watch this show live, you can always do that every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Patreon.com slash the comics pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support your boys, get access to a lot of cool, exclusive content that I think you will enjoy if you are a fan of what we do here. Uh, I'm back, Tyler. It's okay. You um, scared me. I was focused on you and then all it's my and and uh Join our Discord server. If you if you enjoy the chat, if you're in the chat ever, most of the people that are in the chat are in our Discord server. Conversations always continue beyond the show. Uh, so come hang out with us over there. Uh, anything else I need to talk about? Oh, Strange Adventures Book Club. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. Give that a listen. And and uh the Alan Moore. Twilight of the Superheroes that we've been doing every Saturday, that deep dive is now actually split out. So if you haven't had the chance to catch that, 
um, or you want to, you know, see it as its own thing, it is available that way on YouTube exclusively. So give that a give that a look. And tomorrow, uh, you did an interview, Sean. Oh yeah. yeah, I spoke to Kyle Starks, writer of "I Hate This Place" slash "Fuck This Place." And uh, where monsters lie in the upcoming Peacemaker miniseries. Good interview, I think. We we chatted it up for it's so hard to even know. I think it was like an hour. About hour and twenty, Sean. Yeah. And that's what was that's what made the, the episode. Like the, the we talked a lot that didn't air. Um, so Wait, give that a listen. That's edited? It's not edited, it's just it, I we talked a lot off mic. Oh, gotcha. Okay, before you record it, I got it. Okay. After, after. Oh, he. Wow. We'll, we'll talk more. We'll okay. talk. We'll right, talk. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and join it. Join uh, guys. If you listen to the show like late, like after the fact, join us live if you can. Uh, YouTube, really good discussion in comics on YouTube. Twitch chat, horny. So you pick which one you want to view us on. That's true. Yeah, bonk. that's a good point. Mm. Yeah, YouTube, real professional. You Twitch people, bonk. Really, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm but in that like in that like. <laughs> old school way where like you know in like the 80s when like people would applaud when Harrison Ford would take his shirt off yeah yeah <laughs> I need to put deodorant on yeah 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 alright we will see you guys next time until then take care see you next week <laughs> <laughs>